0: My name is Barry Robertson, and this is Insights, the podcast. You're behind the scenes to theatre. Take your seat; the show is just about to begin. Tandem is a writing collective established and run by playwrights Jennifer Adam, Amy Hawes, and Mary Quinn. They travel between Edinburgh and Glasgow linking up with creatives on the grassroots theatre scene. They have new writing at the heart of what they do and Tandem was established to perform short taster pieces of theatre that Amy, Jennifer and Mary created after reading and critiquing each other's work. I talked to the ladies on their work and how they began this inspirational organisation and most importantly, how you can get involved with them too. Hi everyone, I'm with the Tandem Writing Collective today.
1: Hey. hey, I'm Amy, and I'm Mary, and I'm Jen.
0: And so tell me a little bit about the organisation, how did it start?
1: Alright, well, i am um, <laughs> go again. Um, three and a half years ago, so January 2016, um, after the three of us had met through the Tron 100 initiative, we were three writers basically that wanted to get our writing out there and not to do it alone, so do it together it's kind of less scary that way with the same kind of common goal and um, we decided to create not a theatre company but a collective that would be run by writers and we would put on events that were not only developing us as writers but they were actually just good fun Mm -hmm. and good night out basically.
2: You're making it sound really organised and smooth but it wasn't (laughs) like that at all. Um, We didn't know, well I didn't know you guys I think you two knew each other. I
3: think you and Mary knew each other. I knew Mary. Well, the only way I, I, knew, I knew you, me.
2: Mary, was that we were, we'd maybe spoken once in like a Tram One Hundred um, workshop, and then we were both in the audience for something. I think it was a David Ireland play, um, and you were sat kind of near me, and I think you turned around and you were like, "Oh, oh, Amy, this oh, I was going to say by the way, like, oh, do you want to like get? I'm sure you said this, and we should get a coffee, and we should talk about like." put some plays on or something, yeah, and then there's this uh-huh. other friend of mine who might be interested as well, and that's kind <laughs> of how it came about. I was just, so just yeah. I was like,
3: I wanted to. I had this idea for a, a, a travelling company. Mm-hmm. I've actually still got the Twitter handle for a couple of Letters. Yeah, moving just, Letters! I'm, like, I'm going to keep this because it might happen someday. <laughs> and I like the idea of just, in my head, it was theatre, it was spoken word, it was poetry, it was anything that could travel around and was just an appreciation of words and I'd mentioned it to you, I was like, I'd love to do something, and you were like, funny, I've just spoken to Tilly it. yeah. mm-hmm. and It's Mary's hedging her bets, like working <laughs> with guys, guys. she wants to work <laughs> with. People. Yeah. yeah,
2: so that was a while ago. So what did you say, it was three and a half, yeah? Yeah, January yeah. 2016, wow. yeah. and then the first show wasn't actually till the June. It took time to yeah. basically think of a name.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it <laughs> took,
2: now we like churn out plays in like two months, but it took us six months to come up with a name. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: So how did where did the name come from? That was I
2: actually, me. actually yeah. yeah um because
1: a, a, a tandem which people get like to tell me it's not bad actually a tandem is <laughs> a bike with more than <laughs> tandem is a bike with more than two uh, is it more than one more, than, more than one I more think. than one rider basically yeah. and we thought well we were thinking about like, we mentioned a few things about wheels going forward yeah. and how like basically we the three of us have just yeah, shared goal on the same thing going forward yeah. but also. Travelling and taking people
3: with us as well Like yeah. actors and directors on the journey and yeah. yeah, and the story's are journey And yeah. physically going between Edinburgh and Glasgow as well Yeah the movement, you know, Not on our, bikes though That would just take too long It's like a wheel with a, a pencil right. and uh-huh. it, so Yeah, it's, yeah.
1: <laughs> I think it w- it's good to mention though at the start Why I also might have taken so long I think I don't like to mention Well, I do like to mention it it's mentioned a lot And it is important But women, I think I think we were a bit like oh, can we just approach people? Will we approach actors? Can we approach directors? Like, yeah. what if they say no? What if they yeah. just say, who are we to do that? Who are that? you? Yeah. And will even anyone come? And like, we yeah. just, the, the, the probably took us a wee bit of time to get some confidence in ourselves mm-hmm. to be like, well, we're good enough to do it. Mm-hmm. And now, three and a half years later, here we are, still we're doing still
2: it. Mm-hmm. We're still here. Still cycling the bike. Yeah. Do you <laughs>
0: remember your first um, plays that you wrote for your first tandem writing mm-hmm.
3: performance? Yes. yes. Yes.
0: Tell me about them.
3: General, what was yours? Uh, mine were uh, a play called Walk a Mile, which is about a chance meeting between a Glaswegian boy and a Syrian girl. Uh, it's kind of the backdrop of the refugee crisis, um, which actually I submitted for the Scottish Play Award in 2017, so I was one of the winners of that, that, that play. Loved nice that play. Which basically to I got another mm-hmm. outing as well, I was on a Cumberland for a week. Yeah. so um, So I had that. I think it was a play called Partridge, which was about bit yeah. of a, a relationship yeah. breakdown as well, that was my too. Yeah.
2: yeah, it was about them divvying up their stuff, wasn't it, was, after a breakup? Yeah, we were
3: going through all their stuff, and mm. he was taking his stuff, and, yeah. David Attenborough was in it, There yes. oh, oh. yeah, was <laughs> a thing about the birds, she kind of, there was a sort of symbolism and in the, the fact that the birds were her sort of freedom, almost, on. and, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, mine was, I've got quite a tendency in tandem to, um, we're, we're meant to each write two plays and I have do a very lazy sneaky thing where I often just write one, but I make it a bit longer than everyone else. This is frequently five plays when there should be six. Um, and I did that and I not only did it, did that, but the other cheeky thing I did was for the, for the first, um, couple of events for tandem, I was basically working on the same play. So I had different excerpts of this play and it was called A Trident Farce and I'm still developing it. It's the most recent incarnation is, um, it became a radio play and now it's a kind of audio drama, I've just submitted to Audible, Um, but um, it's basically a, a, a play set on a submarine, on a Trident submarine. It's a two-hander, there's lots of um, other voices that we hear through the radio and all this, but it's, it's two actors on stage. Um, because I love the idea of kind of uh, what would happen if a Trident submarine were um, hijacked. What would happen? It wouldn't be good. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's so the, the papers at last resort. Oh it? yeah, of course. Oh
2: yeah, I forgot. Yeah, It originally was called something else. <laughs> it was, originally called, was it called Last Resort? I think it was, yeah. I've changed, I've changed it quite a few times. Um, basically I got quite interested in the letters of last resort. Now, do you know what they are, Barry? Have you ever heard of the letters of last I resort? No, I, I
0: don't so know. So I didn't
2: know either. Um See, I I, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I came across it because it was one of those nights I was like, um I should have been asleep, but I was um, on a bit of a rabbit warren mission on Wikipedia where I just like clicked on one link and was like, What's that? I clicked on another link. And I ended up learning about this thing. What it is is um every british prime minister when they take office has to write a letter that gets um sealed and placed inside a safe that's placed inside um another safe that goes onto a trident uh, vanguard submarine and there are four of them and the idea is if everything went wrong and britain were blown up and the trident vanguard lost contact this is what to do in that situation so basically if if The British um, government, parliament, if that's gone and you can't contact them anymore, this is what to do. And I was just like, oh, what's on that letter? And it's really cool (laughs) thinking, like, every prime minister's had to write one. So Mm. at this point, Theresa May was our prime minister. So I had a lot of fun kind of imagining a letter in her voice and kind of the things that she might say. Um, but that's the difficulty with writing things about current events, because current events have a tendency to change. Yeah. Yeah. So then you're kind of stuck with a slight issue of, like, is it a cool thing that it was referencing this certain moment in time, or is it very clearly dated, <laughs> very transparently dated? So anyway, that was that was the, the first play that I worked on. What
0: was yours?
2: Um, my first
1: play was um, The Bridge Street Flats, which is about a. Uh, man in his forties who live who lives in an elevator. He mm-hmm. lives in a lift in a council um high rise block. Basically he lived in a flat with his mum, um and his mum died and um the house was in her name and he he wasn't allowed to stay there anymore. And he'd known all he'd known was that building his whole life, so it's like where does it go? Mm-hmm. And so he moved into the lift with which was on his landing. Um and although the people around him looked out for him when he was with his mum and they care about him. They don't care enough to take him into their house, but they know he's in the lift, so they know he's fine. So they just don't use the lift anymore. They use the stairs and leave him to it. And um, it's a well, it's a kinda kind of dark
3: comedy. Dark comedy, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, does things like it's all decorated. It's so all has we has we, but it's got a drinks cabinet. <laughs> um, you need to weigh yourself before you go into the lift because um the lift only takes as you know like a certain amount of weight, so if you're over two over, um.
3: Mm
1: over the scales he won't let you in he likes his rules and regs isn't he very very mm-hmm. um tied to his rules and regulations mm-hmm. um so that was that's the bridge street flats and it's about when two people come to use the lift and they're all trapped in there and the other one was a uh, charity begins at home which is about um again co- community and, and neighbors and uh, about people um raising money to i, c- I can. of uh, you know if somebody's doing a run and they're raising money for it but when somebody actually a next-door neighbour needs money it's totally different and that kind of the complexities of loaning somebody you know or just giving a tenner online to this campaign that you've never met and um, mm. so and, and what people do you know that I like that quote and um, characters what you do when no one's looking because mm. people like to post up 25 pound good luck but would you give it to somebody if they asked you for it, if they really needed it, kind of thing. Mm. Um, and I think the thing about Tandem, which is was picking up on what Jen and Amy said, there, it's quite sad, you know with music, right, you could get an album, and Tandem's a wee bit like an album, but there's so much, and you could listen to that song over and over and over, it'd take you back to a place, and you wouldn't mind going back there. But with a play, I think it's the, the work's a bit harder, because mm. somebody's seen it once, Maybe twice. They're definitely not going to go three times. I know they're definitely not going to watch it, and watch it, and watch it. Mm-hmm. But a song, the beauty of it is, it's never, you never get sick of it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or it takes you to a place. And I think theatre works harder in that respect. Mm-hmm. It, it needs to be fresher all the time. Mm-hmm. That's really
2: interesting. I think also there's some with us because our work is, we're very kind of early, very much like early stage playwrights, um, and our work is basically we perform script in hand, um, because we don't really yet have the resources to be able to pay for proper rehearsals and all of that stuff. So by its very nature it kinda of has to be very bam 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 very short. It's rough and ready. Yeah. Very rough and ready. Um, can be quite hectic on the day. Um so anyway, and we're churning out these plays and the idea is tandem is forcing us. It's this it's not easy doing all this stuff and it can it can feel quite a pressure, but it forces you to create this big portfolio of ideas, mm-hmm. and that makes you feel pretty good as a playwright because then you you always have a big bag of ideas to like delve into, mm-hmm. and things are at different stages. But that's it made me think of that. What you were just saying, Mary, because sometimes you, there's certain plays that you wrote when you maybe we're always developing all of us no one's ever fully kind of at any kind of you know we're always developing and sometimes it's a bit painful to look back and you might think oh gosh i would have done something like that differently but actually will i go back to that i don't know like if you've got you've got it's that conundrum of having lots and lots of ideas and deciding which are the ones to take forward and to focus on but at least tandem is a good testing board for us because you can kind of tell, you, you always know like, if something's kind of worked or not.
0: Mm. Okay, tell me a bit more about that. <laughs> How do you know if something works or not? What it, we're like not
3: hiding under the table. <laughs> <laughs> some things work in different spaces, because okay. like we were saying earlier when we first started, we were in the dram and the Cannonsgate in and it was very right, pub. And I feel like sometimes certain plays worked better in yeah. pubs mm-hmm. than when, for example, in the Roxy. Uh, in Edinburgh, mm-hmm. it was a very much a theatre space. So even the Tron in, in Glasgow is a pub. It's mm-hmm. a pub theatre. Um, although it's great, you know the seating. I
2: think the Tron does feel quite, theatrey though. Yeah, like the way, out, the, the, out, yeah, the way we have the layout. The
3: Roxy Theatre, the wee theatre, is a theatre. It's a, yeah, a proper you stage. To to the bar, yeah, you know it. and some some things maybe worked better in that space. So it's just a learning curve, I suppose, for all of us to try to mm. now that we know the space and things like that. it's, it's working out what. What kind of story can maximise in the space? Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah.
0: So does that mean you're kind of writing with that space in mind?
1: Now we or are. Now, we, now are, we are. We definitely weren't before. Now I mean, things could be set like Amy said in a submarine. You're yeah. like, right? Well, we're in a pub. So how are we going to do that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we'll get no money. Um.
3: Or if you did like I a play that was really wordy. Um, the Milton House play very. It's a bit more poetic and lyrical mm. and we did that in the dram and it was loud and you just people were like mm. and you really had to understand the language of it, you really had to hear it to get it because mm. it's a bit of a well, So It can feel frustrating, can yeah, yeah, that would have maybe worked really well in the Tron or mm. in the Roxy but it's it didn't, I didn't feel it worked that well in the bar surrounding.
1: And we've all had nights like that I think, mm-hmm. um, I always say this anyway, that you can tell it's, I feel like one of us always has a great night and it, it won't, sometimes we might have joint great night but you can say like, oh it's been your night tonight Jen, it's been, <laughs> and I, you can just feel it because they deserve it because that's, you know, the, and that can be not necessarily because uh, because it's been funny, I think it helps it's, weird, if it's, it's comp- the
2: chemistry on the night and there's so many elements, yeah. it's kind of the audience it's the weather, it's how people uh-huh. are feeling when they come in mm-hmm. and whether they're up for it and what what night of the week it is or
3: it's a lot of audience because we do yeah, both right place for a Glasgow event or an Edinburgh event but then we'll take the same place to the other city yeah. Totally yeah. and you can get a completely different reaction absolutely Glaswegians
1: are more out Glaswegian audiences are more uh,
2: forthcoming I think yeah. they'll get on they the screen and shout yeah. they'll give you any more any feedback won't they. they they give you more feedback I think than the Edible yeah. audiences yeah. And it can feel quite devastating. Um, you have no idea, really, how it's going down. But you, if you, if it's very quiet, you don't feel. You feel a little bit worried, don't you? No,
3: if it's quiet, that's good because there's gross. Yeah, i It depends. I depends. It depends. Well, isn't it depends. If it's watch. a comedy, then
2: you don't want you don't want quiet audiences. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think the beauty of tandem though is that what we've are well, quite proud of is that, and I would say this: like it brings people out to the theatre that wouldn't normally go. Yeah. I think one because of the price which used to be free now it's a wee bit well, it's five pound because we're at the tron now but mm. even still the fact that it's short snappy pieces i don't know if it's because we're living in an age where people want things quicker and faster and they don't want to sit down too long mm. um that these pieces are 10 minutes 20 minutes and whether you know they can love them or, and they can finish or they can dislike them and they know it won't last
3: Mm. Yeah, for a full length, like, yes, yeah. <laughs>
1: so and people. I once described it as like a multi pack of crisps. Like people <laughs> get, everybody gets something from it, and because um,
3: it's, it's in that informal pub environment, I, it's not a lot of people that maybe don't. Yeah, like it's maybe a, maybe a bit more a pint And sit and watch a bit of live performance or a bit of comedy or a bit of
1: Because okay. yeah. we were, remember the bit we were going to call it jams like a jamming session we're talking about was it's like it? an open mic aye, it's like, for aye, theater, aye, uh-huh. yeah it's kind of like jamming yeah.
3: sessions, something like that yeah, then
1: yeah, we went yeah. out it was like jen <coughs> amy and, Mary, and then we're like no it's not. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: we're the playwriting version of so Barbara. it's a
0: bit like a cabaret then
3: eh? ah, yeah. I mean, to be a cabaret. that's a nice so way of yeah Music's yeah. actually been part of it from the
2: beginning
1: it always has yeah, hasn't it yeah yeah and we did want if in a perfect world, do you know the way, like kind of old mafia films, where you've got like, the seats with the lights on them, mm. and there's two people sitting at each table. Yeah. But it that cuts down your capacity. It really <laughs> does. I think. Get the play, tables out. i uh-huh. would love it, but yeah, the best yeah. people that could come, and it's more important. That we reach more people. And yeah. yeah. Be able some to sell more.
0: <laughs> Tell me about that one play that you've put through tandem that is constantly on your mind.
2: That's a really mm. good question. I'm
1: gonna be boring and go back to the Bridge Street flats because mm-hmm. and it's nothing to do with the, the story so much. It's the character that stuck with me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you know? I I just I feel like his story should be told. It's a lot about loneliness and a lot about belonging and a, and if you don't, if you're not got that place of if, if you belong somewhere and then you can't be there anymore for whatever reason, you lose your mm-hmm. identity, who are you?
3: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, like even thinking about like refugees and you're talking about mm-hmm. your, if that's all you've known and it's where you want to be but you can't be there anymore,
3: mm-hmm.
1: but where are you? Yeah. If that makes sense. Okay, and yeah. I, I, it's not so much, I wouldn't say it's the one that's been the the best received or um, anything like that, but he's just somebody that's stuck with me, I think characters, mm-hmm. that's where I kind of go right from, so I'll that. They
2: um, the one for me, there's a play I wrote a few years back. We did it in the Roxy called Not to Six, and that was one I really enjoyed the process of working with the actors in it. They all seemed to be quite into it, and the, I think it went down alright with the audiences. And it's the one I keep using for funding applications as well. So <laughs> I've not been successful yet, but you know, I've still got a few lines in the fire. We'll see. Ask me again in a few months. Um, but yeah, that. I'm very, um, I've written for children a few times for CBBs and things and I work in kids TV a lot and I, I'm very, very passionate about um, early years um, and learning for early years. And basically I'm, I keep using the word haunted, but I am, I'm permanently haunted by this, this kind of worry about what our early years children are exposed to. And this idea that like anything they're exposed to can help form them because they are like sponges and they're like sponges soaking up wet concrete and you don't know what's gonna stick. So I'm always really, I kind of took that to a really like weird, horrible conclusion in this play where we're now, I, I'm a big kind of Black Mirror fan and I like um, a lot of sci-fi and uh, a lot of dystopian drama. And um, I, I like, well, I was exploring this horrible scenario where you can no longer um, kind of, you're not allowed to like organically have children. You have to have a license for it and you have to kind of sit the license like you would sit a driving test. And what would happen if that was the case and how many of us would pass and actually maybe none of us would pass This, this is a wonderful kind of Philip Larkin poem. They fuck you up, which I'm sure everybody knows um, They fuck you up your mom and dad They may not mean to but they do they give you all the faults they had and add some extra just for you and so on And so forth and I think it's really true but you should when you think about that you should think about that as a child not as an adult because it's very easy as a parent for parents to to hear that and feel really defensive, but actually we should all think about it as from the point of view of it as, a, as a child, um, and basically how to stop cycles of uh, damaging behaviour carrying on. Anyway, my point being, um, it's impossible to be raised by a human adult and not take on certain traits or not have certain uh, behaviours. Come out of you, whether it's nature or nurture or whatever. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's the play I would love to take further at some point, and haven't yet.
3: it's My favourite of your
2: plays. Oh, thank you. Really? Oh, that's nice.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh. What are we sure you? Uh, I don't know. I was trying to think. The, I suppose the one that's in my head at the moment is um, a play called When Giant Sleep, and it's um, it was set in my home town, which is probably why. And to, to me when I wrote it, it was a sort of 10 minute play and that was that, it was, it, I think it ended quite nicely and it was very much all there. It's about um, two girls who would be in their early 20s who, I don't know if you know anything about Kinross? No. I'm going to give you a little bit of a straight lesson yeah, right? Yeah. So, in my hometown, it's a little town called Kinross and in Kinross there's Loch Leven. Well, On Loch Leven there's Castle Island where Mary Queen of Scots was imprisoned before she was taken away to be killed. So, um, another little bit of history, she apparently miscarried twins there, so there's a whole thing about how she comes back there to haunt it, to see, because they think her twins were buried there. Anyway, so it's a story about two girls who get a bit tipsy, a bit drunk, and they decide to take this boat over to the island, and it sort of becomes a bit um, tamashanery, just a bit magical and a bit otherworldly. Um, they get there and they, there's this woman there crying and they, they almost help her escape. But it has got sort of historical links to it, but it's more, it's more a magical kind of thing. You don't really know if it's happened and they take her up to the top of Bernardi Hill and then the sun rises. It all happens at night and then the sun rises and she's not there anymore and they don't know what's going on but they just feel like they've done something important. And um, a friend of a friend of ours, another writer, um, saw it at, in Dundee when we did it in Dundee and she was like, oh I can see this being a big thing. I can see this being something like a coming of age story. And I was like, no, I like it, it is. But, but now that she said that to me, I'm like, but something because they, everyone says, write what you know, and, and things like that, and because I've always felt obligated to write something about the castle or make the Scots, even though I think there's too many maybe Scotts Scots plays Anyway, <laughs> I feel like there's going to be something more there. So I guess that's always in the back of my head. How do I expand on it? How do I expand on it?
2: I mean, you could apply that question to the whole yeah. Of tandem. Yeah, The of tandem.
3: Yeah. That's the other thing about Tandem is you're, you'll you probably write something like this is good, I can write this mm-hmm. longer, I can make this into a full thing, but then mm-hmm. actually we've well, got another event in a few months, so yeah. I'll try two new things. Yeah. So you don't actually get to come back to it. Yes. This. Which
1: probably takes us quite well on next year, mm-hmm. um, because we have some dates in the diary at the Tron where we've we we've decided to push ourselves a wee bit, having haven't haven't thought about all these things, and it's called, um and, and then what? dot, 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 you know, starts, dot, and then what happened, and then what happened, and, then what? Mm-hmm. and what we've decided to do is have three shows, each with one play that we want to develop and tell the audience and then what, um, mm-hmm. so that we are making sure that we're not just on a conveyor belt so yeah. much and we want to make sure that we're not forgetting the skill of actually completing a full story, mm-hmm.
2: um, which is both equally important they yeah, they are both equally important but we've de- we've de- it feels i think we feel like we've devoted enough time at the moment to we've had 3 years of creating short new ideas and you get to the point where you feel you feel really good about that because as a writer you need lots of ideas to fall back on or you don't feel like a valid writer so it's it's really really good but then you, you don't want to just keep doing that forever because you'll just burn out and like mary says you'll never you never get to that satisfying point where you get to like write a whole play. Mm. Write a full play.
3: Yeah. And it's it's really helpful because it's sometimes it's so hard to get to the end of a full length play just to get that first draft out. Mm. And then when you do then you've got to start redrafting it. It's it's it can be a lot of work and mm. mm. especially mm. when you've got full time jobs. Oh, whereas, yeah. whereas tandem kind of allows us to do that in miniature, so we're writing, we are writing full plays, they're just mm. ten minutes long. Yeah. We're, we're redrafting them, we're doing everything, we're learning the processes on writing and re- rewriting and all this, we're doing mm. all this stuff, but we're doing it in a much... We've
2: also got the pressure of putting a show on each exactly. time, the audience coming in and... We've,
3: we're learning a lot mm. doing it, but you know, just it's just taking the, the, what we've learned now and putting mm. it into something.
1: Mm. Mm. Not, for, not, uh, not yeah. forever, just we want to... Remind ourselves that we can and we should, mm-hmm. but we'll always remember that tandem is short, and we mm-hmm. we
3: enjoy that. And
0: yeah, what made you want to start telling stories? Who was that for you?
3: I I've always I always wrote stories at school. And I loved writing stories, and I really liked. I got when I was a teenager, I started writing scripts, but I always thought I'd write for TV because I wasn't a big theatre goer unless it was Christmas pantomime or whatever. And then I got to university and loved going to the theatre, but it took me ages to actually put the two together. I did um Zenny Harris's playwrights toolkit at The Traverse, which was six weeks uh, Evens, tours at the evenings. She was teaching us where to rewrite things. And it was back when Words 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 was on in the bar in The Traverse. And she was like, write write something. Three minutes, like five minutes, that's all you need to do, write um something short. And my friend and I wrote something together, which is incidentally one of the plays that I'm putting on a tandem <laughs> in November. Um ten years later. Aww. Um but there you go. is that the train play? Yeah. Oi. So um anyway we wrote this and we we're just like we just you know, we it got picked and we, we watched it. We watched people perform it. Again, weirdly, Lisa Nickel was in it. Civic <laughs> <laughs> um, S <so laughs> but uh, yeah, small small world. Yeah. Um and I just remember sitting there and being like, "This is the most terrified and exhilarated I've ever been," and I was like, yeah. "This is what I want to do. Yeah. This is this is it." And I, I was took that to kind of merge the r- love of writing and love of theatre, and which we weirdly I hadn't thought to do it until then. Yeah, the
2: yeah. yeah. Um, I have a much less romantic sounding kind of <laughs> story about how I kind of got into theatre. I want like I wanted to write for TV for a long time. Um, I went off and did a master's there's a really lovely masters that um Glasgow Caledonian uni do and they run that with um, Warner Brothers and BBC Scotland and people and I, so I went and did that and um basically I did I had a short kind of stint at a one of Warner brothers drama companies in London um it was called headstrong pictures um and when I was there it really struck me that I was kind of getting familiar with their slate of all the new ideas they were looking at and all the early you know new in quotation marks writers they had all come up through theatre all of them every single one of them and it really hammered home to me like gosh you know really from an um, economics way of looking at it it makes sense to hedge your bets as a new writer in theatre than it does in TV because the budgets they have in TV are you know massive and the chances are you're 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 a risk. You're a risk for that budget. So why you know, they're not necessarily gonna give it to you, brand new writer that doesn't have like a track record. Um whereas theatre just felt to me like number one, the the budgets or whatever the risk. It, it statistically it must be easier. It must be easier, you know. Mm-hmm. There are more theatres there, you know, than there are like T V channels and slots available. Um and, you know, I didn't have an agent at that point or anything like that um and i also then slowly began to realize as well there's also comes the possibility that i can do things myself and i had i had i've dabbled with i, I made a short film in the past and, and that kind of thing but it, it 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 takes it took me a year to do a short film whereas you know t- this year we've done six shows and there's something a lot more immediate um about doing theater that feels just so like it's the right place for me to be uh, and so I kind of came into it that way and then these guys really had I don't know if you've realised this guys but you've totally like mentored me in a way like I've learned a lot through you because uh, in the early days and this still happens but these guys they're, they're always really like on the ball with like what's coming out and what's oh have you seen this new play this new play or oh, so and so's the new artistic director of this theatre blah, blah blah and I was like uh uh-huh, aha uh-huh. and then I have to go and Google who it was <laughs> later on um, so it's been really useful for me and I, feel, I totally feel like I've kind of ridden both of your coattails in a way because you've you've been established in in like in, in a theatre scene for a lot longer, so it's been really useful for me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, also I like you, you know, it's not just about what I can get from you. We all are. <laughs> <laughs> about
1: Mine's a bit like Jen's actually, um, I never grew up in a, 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 grew up a great working class area, there was no theatres and you, you the only um, time you would ever go to the theatre was Christmas Panto and I remember getting on the bus and getting your sweeties and it just been such a, a, the only way I can describe it is like a comfy feeling, a warm feeling, like everybody would go together and have a great time and um, even when we used to get like kind of theatre companies coming to the school, tell you about road safety and not to drink <laughs> and drugs. Um, I would just love the feeling of like sitting down and everything would go quiet mm. and you would just watch something and for that wee while you were just taken somewhere. And when I was wee, I never watched cartoons or anything like that. My um, TV watching times were Keeping Up Appearances, Last of the Summer Wine, Only Frozen and Horses, just UK Gold, everything. <laughs> um, that was that was my my childhood, and so I think that comes through in a lot of my writing. I write quite a lot of comedy. Um, and not because I sit down to write comedy, just because that's what comes out of, must be what's in my brain. Hopefully, people mm. laugh. Um, <laughs> they definitely do. And so, yeah, I never really saw a, a proper theatre show till I was about 19, which is terrible actually when you think about it. And now, um, yeah, I, you, I, it's not so much, it's just, I love telling stories, I love making people laugh, I love looking at something and, and seeing it in a certain way and telling it and somebody goes, oh, I know exactly mm. what you know, I've seen that or I've felt that and mm-hmm. it's kind of that sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I shouldn't, maybe it's not the right word for it, but, but it is a comfort, mm-hmm. that kind of space it goes quiet and you can hear know in the cinema
2: when somebody rustles popcorn, I love that sound, mm. I mean, just concentrating ready. I always love in theatre as well when you feel like, oh they're, they're right there, they're only a metre away from you or two metres away from you, I could touch them oh, on, yeah. st- on stage, yeah. you know? It just feels so much more electric than, yeah, than watching something on screen.
1: You know, in this humans on stage, they are a human being. Like you're looking at them, and they look like you. Whereas in the TV, mm. Mm. yeah, they're really close to you, but they're mm. so far away. It's another yeah, they're in a world. It's not. Deposit, get a cup
3: of tea. Yeah. yeah,
1: but that's yeah. happening there. Yeah,
0: and yeah. yeah. Talk to me about the highs and lows of running a not for profit.
3: The, <laughs> the
2: lows are, we're always broke, aren't we, after
3: a, after a show. Well, we <laughs> couldn't do it if we didn't all have full time jobs. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people look at Tandem and think, Got a scratch night. How much money did I actually put through? To give you an indication, did we not put out something like £300? Yeah, Four hundred. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, that's a lot of money. When mean, yeah. if this was our job, if we were trying... It's not a money making scheme, eh? <laughs> Yeah. And I think because people, because we now charge, well, we don't charge. We don't charge Charge. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if people think we're making money out of it or, mm. or but we really no, put a lot not. into it. <laughs> yeah. Know, as well as writers, we're also the producers. So we, as you know, we source cast uh, yeah. with, with the director. We get a director on board, and we're printing scripts and we're making sure everyone's happy. And it's it's a lot more than just writing it. So. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's great fun.
2: It's brilliant. Yeah. If we if we could if we could just do this, it yeah, would yeah, like would be high. perfect. But it's it's as Jen says, it's that thing your your time is so so stretched because you yeah you can't really afford to not be working on other things. Yeah. So we you know we all have like really busy full time jobs and then it feels like just getting the time for us all to sit down in a room together is quite unusual. Like yeah. it, it only happens like a very small handful of times a year. Um, and yeah, so uh, I've forgotten what I was going to say. <laughs> I think the thing is so though.
1: We were talking about the money since last month, and I said, you know, a night out could cost you, if you have, mm. it could cost you, I don't know, said amount. This is what we love to do. So, yeah, it might cost us X, but so could a night out or so could a trip, and this mm-hmm. is what we love to do. Why are we not yeah. wanting to invest in that? And then yeah. Yeah, you think about it like, that, think, well, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm.
2: It's, um, a, yeah. it's an investment in our futures, but we definitely want that investment to, to be able to kind of grow up and show fruition soon like we can't we couldn't just keep going like this forever we'd feel like we weren't moving forward i think
1: yeah i think you always need to uh, develop and, uh, yeah you know.
2: yeah so next year we have plans to we're going to be applying for creative scotland funding basically we'll be doing a lot of that um we've been to talk lately didn't we at the at the tron with creative scotland um we know the pitfalls we know that you have to apply and then reapply and You have to be flexible and, you know, things don't, there's, there's, what, 42% success rate with Creative Scotland funding and stuff. So going into it, it feels daunting and you kind of don't really fancy your chances going into it, which is not a great place to be. But um, I think it's something we just, we're going to do, we just have to do it. Um, But we're going to have to find the time to do that as well and that's hard, that's hard with with full-time jobs.
0: What are the highs though?
3: all really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we get our work out there, and it's it's exciting. And we have you get seen that beautiful
1: actors and directors and yeah, yeah. because <laughs> well, yeah, because we all, like have heard to say Barry, it it's kind of described as like a taster event, a taster menu, and they are a springboard to something else. And like Jen said, it's come on short play, progressive play right, mm-hmm. BBC, different things mm-hmm. have, have came from it. People coming to see them or us having those pieces there. So the highs are that we're doing it and we keep doing it and, mm-hmm. and in a way because we are doing it with three full-time jobs we're a wee bit hungrier maybe yeah we know we th- we're not lazy we we, we motivate each yeah. other we work and we do it at the same time we don't stop whereas if mm-hmm. it was just yeah I think that the fact that we work alongside it mm-hmm. actually makes
2: us work harder
1: mm-hmm. because you we know, need
3: to have got small windows of time mm-hmm. to actually get stuff done and
2: we're all depending on each other. If it was just me by myself, I probably would have given up years ago, because <laughs> I don't want to let these two down. You know, I, I, you always feel a little bit like that, like you you so so-and-so's written a play right. Fuck, I need to write a play, you know, and, and, and I just have to find the time. And sometimes those pressures help, mm-hmm. sometimes. Oh,
1: and and the beauty is, to go back to the bake scenario, mm-hmm. sometimes Amy's more busy than mm-hmm. Jen and I, or Jen, or I might be more busy and sometimes I can't maybe contribute as much as that term as I could to last term and <laughs> because there's three of us it's mm. like we can be honest with each other and say listen see right now my life's manic and this yeah. and this is happening cool don't worry we'll do that we're quite good at that I yeah. think actually like yeah uh,
3: it's crazy for me right now you do it
1: uh-huh. <laughs> and, and we do and, it's, and it's yeah. all, it always ends up equal and we know that so mm. yeah,
3: and
1: that's the beauty of having three people mm. that work together That. You you trust and that and um, mm. you can be honest with. We,
2: we also met you Barry, you know, that a yeah. yeah. that, that I bit of a time, that of I
0: was random, I got all the mail and it's like, i have got a musical theatre thing and that I need something like,
2: okay I'll do it. And now look at us for i just didn't tea and I couple of so obviously
0: that you do it at the Tron now, your scratch nights, the next one's when? November. 5th, of November. 5th, 5th, November. November. 5th of November, and how do people get tickets? Is it online or do yeah. you just drop up and pay on the night?
1: Um. Well, thankfully we're blessed to say that most nights sell out yeah. so if Tron you want website. to come to Tron website, yeah, book yeah.
0: fans. What can people expect for the next uh, production at the Tron on the 5th of November?
1: Um, a wee bit of Christmas is infused mm. in it mm. a little bit of Christmas
0: I'm excited by that does <laughs> it have three ghosts? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. us see <laughs> by the way look <laughs> like by the time it comes mm. <laughs> um, a bit of black comedy maybe mm-hmm. a bit of um, thriller mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a bit of identity theft mm-hmm.
1: seems to always be a theme of death as well yeah, we kind of like that to take the piss out of de- death like. I don't know why
3: there was a while where there was water was there not
2: a, a night where
1: it rained so badly we'd be around in the audience and yeah. all our plays oh, had water is. in them mm. it was very strange <laughs> well, Hopefully so. it's not premonition otherwise it no. might be a closet maybe we summoned the water <laughs> yeah um, yeah we're currently writing them just now it reminds us about um, how Christmas looks on Facebook in comparison to what it's really like in the house you know people posting pictures of their tree up in October and all their presents yeah. laid out and making everybody feel terrible because their skin and they've not put their tree up yet and they're stressed out and um it's set in two different houses and um one's in Edinburgh and one's in Glasgow and yeah it's about basically it's called ours is better than
2: yours. Mm. That's all I'm going to tell you right now because that's all I know. <laughs> I, like I it. see that. Yeah. Uh, I am so early days with mine but I will present it like I'm just trying to deliberately tease you all but actually I don't <laughs> know what's what's gonna happen Um, but it's gonna be something at the moment it's called um, what I want and it's um, a commentary on class Um, and it's gonna be set in an office block because recently I worked in a very depressing office block um, and I was always, was the kind of place where there's like lots and lots and lots of different companies and then like centralised cleaners and it's like a small army of centralised cleaners and they always look really sad, really sad and to the point where they don't really make eye contact with you and if you manage managed to get eye contact with them it feels like a little win and then you, you try and give them a little smile and you're building this relationship up over months and eventually you'll get to the point where they will reply and say hi. <laughs> And it just kind of struck me like, I don't know, the the unfairness of different people's lives, and but how close we all are to each other, like we might be working really closely to each other, but our lives might be really, really different depending on what side of this office wall you're working on.
3: Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I have two short ones. Um, One of them is about two teenage girls who, it, it opens with them running onto a train and they're... Terrified and frazzled, and, and they're just they're panicking. and uh, throughout the train journey, it, it transpires that they've done something quite bad. They might have committed a crime. Um, and I suppose without giving too much away, I suppose it's a play about whether or not one life means more than another. I don't want to say too much because it's that's the whole play. But, um, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's it's set on this train. It is it's part of a longer piece, but this is kind of the f- sort of first ten minutes of it. Uh, and the second one I don't know how to describe this one <laughs> um, so I'll start with the article yeah. <laughs> uh, there was an article in the newspaper a while ago um, about uh, workers in South Korea I think it was one of the Koreas I think it was South Korea where um, the suicide rate was mammoth Um, so they had started this training exercise where they basically made employees take part in their own funeral um, to get them to face up to death wow. in order to make them reevaluate life and hopefully become more positive and, and it, it's, it's a bit bonkers uh, and apparently the, the the culture is that their um, employee they're, they're very li- unlikely to challenge authority so they just go along with it and say it's great it's working Um, so i had this idea of bringing this to like a call center in glasgow and how this would work and so it's sort of a it's 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 a three-hander and it's a young woman who's worked in her in this call center for most of her adult life and she's sort of in her late 30s and she's not really done a whole lot else and she she uh, tests all the training exercises so this is her with these two people with a coffin in the background try to get her in this coffin and they do things like um laughter therapy where they stand around in a room and laugh at nothing um and then they're asked to write a letter to their loved ones, like a goodbye letter, and then they get put in a coffin and that's the phases. Um, so it's kind of a, a black comedy. Um, and it sort of touches on connection and uh, the importance of human connection, I guess. Jen, yeah, I think this might be my new favourite play <laughs> <poem> ever. <laughs> yeah, and I suppose it's a call centre because they you know they're talking and communicating to hundreds of people a day but they're not really connecting with anybody. Um, so it's kind of peeling away at that. It's like one of those you know, when it's you crazy. hear somebody's idea, you think, shit, why did I not get <laughs> no. it? Like, yeah. well,
2: about, And there's so many good ideas in that as well, yeah. so just one. Well,
1: no Gallagher talks about how songs are constantly falling from the sky and if he doesn't grab them, somebody else is going to get it. Mm. And that's
0: what I it like. He it's like, like, like shit, like, I want that
2: idea. <laughs> what is a play you wish you'd wrote? I really, really liked Pride and Prejudice, sort of. Oh, yeah. By Blood of the Young. Mm. That was really fun. Um. And I love Jane Austen, Okay. Mm. Okay. Um, Mines
1: is um, Things I Know To Be True by Frantic Assembly, theatre company. I went to see that in Bristol and um, I think it was about three hours long and it honestly passed by in about two minutes. It was just beautiful in every way and made you, in the play they talk about writing down a list of things you know to be true. I was talking to you about this today, Jane. I actually tried it when I got home, I, I wrote down things that I know definitely to be true about my life and I thought, mm. oh my God, actually, I don't really know that much to be true. It's all what I assume, mm. but what do I know is definitely true about what I think about my life. Um wow. And I just, yeah, it, it was just it was just gorgeous and it, it passed by and I was in fits of laughter, fills of tears, it was just, that's how you should feel. I kind of want to feel exhausted after something. And that's how I felt.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm honestly blanking. I don't. I, I know I go to the theatre a lot, and I'm like, Fuck, that's a really good idea. Mm. Mm. But I, and nothing's come into my mind. Mm. Uh, there will be loads.
0: Do you have a favourite theatre then, where you go and um, yeah, it's been the one that's yeah. really inspired you the most? I give
3: most of my salary to the Traverse the Tra- Theatre. Tra- yeah. I'm there all the time, um, and I like I like a lot of their stuff. Even if it's something that I haven't particularly enjoyed, I feel like I learned something from it. So mm-hmm. yeah, I go there a lot
0: if anyone's listening and wants to get involved, how do they get involved with Tron? How do they support you at the Tron mm-hmm. um, but how do they support tandem in general?
3: Come along and be part of the audience. Mm. Okay. Um, speak about us,
1: raise awareness hit us on
3: people. social media, I tell us where social media <laughs> <responses>? <laughs> um, at Tandem Writers in a okay. Twitter handle and we're on Facebook as well, Tandem Writing uh, Collective. Yeah. And we've a website, tandemwriting .co.uk, apologies. And um, yeah.
0: if you're an actor how do we get in touch
3: tweet us or email us yeah. our email address is on our website mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah we love working with new actors and new directors so if you've been to a tandem and you know kind of what we do get in touch if you want to yeah. get involved or let us know if there's something we can come along to see you in or yeah, yeah make contact yeah. we're a big welcome my family no stalking just say hello (laughs) thank you very much (laughs) listen girls thanks very much for uh,
0: having me today and for talking about tandem Uh, i hope you guys enjoyed this podcast i'm barry robertson and you have been listening to insights the podcast you can follow me on instagram twitter and facebook join me today on patreon where you get exclusive behind the scenes footage and receive access before it's released if you haven't go to apple podcasts where you can subscribe, rate and review this podcast. Join me next week for another insight. Thanks for listening.